you guys. Welcome to episode 73 of the show. I am your host, Kristen Morris, and I'm really excited that you guys are here today. Uh, it is the middle of December, and I'm going to tell you what, um, we are rocking and rolling, just like we built momentum at the beginning of December. I'm feeling it this month. Like, I'm pumped. We've had a couple of events that have happened recently that have kept me motivated, and I've been doing some, like, some hardcore reading lately, and I'm gonna tell you what, it's lighting a fire under my behind. So I read just recently, um, a few days ago, within two days, the book Winning by Tim Grover. He happens to be, he's a really great author, but then he's also, he was the trainer uh, for Kobe Bryant and um, Michael Jordan. So I'm sure you know both of them. Anyway, I love reading. Like, first of all, I just love it. Like, I I can't get enough of personal development. Um, And I love to read books that, like, motivate me or, like, about mindset, things like that. This book was different. Like, when I put it down, like, first of all, I couldn't even hardly put it down. I read it in two days. Uh, but, like, it was so different than what I'm normally used to reading. Like, he lit, like, I told you, he's, like, lit a fire in my behind. But, like, also just, he gave you a little spanking, but also made you feel, like, empowered at the same time, if that makes sense. And so, for sure, I was like, okay, I gotta, we gotta, we gotta record an episode of the podcast from what I learned from this. So, hopefully, you guys get some sort of value out of it, like I did. Um, the cool thing is that maybe after listening to this, you'll go get the book yourself and you'll read it. Uh, but, um, yeah, if not not, then you're getting the Cliff Notes, Cliff Notes version of it today. So all I ask that you do is um, take a screenshot of this, add it to your Facebook or Instagram stories. You can tag me at Morris and uh, let me know. Let me know how you liked it and if um, if it spoke to you in some way. Um, it surely did for me. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and get started with episode 73. All right, you guys. So reading the book uh, Winning by Tim Grover has been probably the best thing that's happened to me since like, or the best book I guess that I've read in since forever. Um, And I read a lot. Like I love to read all these types of books, but this one right here, it was just different. It just sat different with me. It spoke differently to me and I devoured it. And so today I want to talk to you guys about how winning makes you different. And I'll be honest with you, we actually came out of two different events over the last couple of weekends. And I heard a common theme over and over and over and over again. And it was talking about how we should be willing to or dare to be different. We have to be different. We have to understand that in order to stand out in the crowd, you can't play in the same way. You can't look the same way. You can't dress the same way. You can't talk the same way. You can't go about business being just like everybody else. Otherwise, you're just going to blend in with um, the rest of the crowd. Now, I know I tell you guys a lot about, you know, my childhood and how I grew up and my thinking and stuff. Um, You know, growing up, I didn't really care to be like everybody else. It didn't bother me um, to be like everybody else. Now, not to say that I didn't want to fit in. Obviously, I did. Most kids do. Um, But I, I, it didn't matter to me. I remember even in, um, I think it was either sixth or seventh grade. uh, I was, I call it my, my weird years. I'm not sure. I'm sure everybody has those. Um, I, my outfits even were so different, like legit. 
Like, I'm telling you, like, I would go, do y'all remember Limited 2? Y'all remember that place, Limited 2? Y'all got to let me know if y'all ever shopped at Limited 2. Like, you was, that was bougie if you went to Limited 2. Anyway, we would go shopping. We would go to the mall. There was also a couple other stores. I can't remember the name of them. But I would look for the most off-the-wall clothing to wear. Like, leather pants. Shiny. I remember I had leopard pants. I had a couple pairs of those. Um, I even had a pair of blue leopard pants, snakeskin pants. Like I wore, I have a picture of me in like eighth grade. I was wearing this green shirt. It was a blouse type shirt. So it was buttoned up down the front. There were col- It was a collared shirt. And the arms had these bell sleeves on them. And I kind of think like that's kind of sort of trendy right now. Um, so I probably would have fit in right now, but I got it because it was, it had those big bell sleeves and it had these audacious, bright pink flowers on it. Now I hope that I gave you a mental image of how hideous that that shirt is. Because when I look back at the photo, I'm like, Kristen, like, what were you, what were you thinking? Y'all, I didn't mind standing out. I did not mind standing out. In fact, I felt like it like gave me some sort of empowerment. I don't know. It just made me stand out. I know that it made me different and I liked it. And I feel like, you know, for the most part, many of us, um, we would rather blend in with the people that are around us because that's comfortable. And especially if we don't know what the heck we're doing, we kind of blend in so that we can adapt and learn what other people are doing. Now, I know that kind of defeats what I've shared before, how we talk about how you should follow duplicatable systems and how even on our teams, we train each other to, to, to run their social media in a similar way. Like, and I get that. Like, all of that stuff is important. Obviously, when you don't know what the heck you're doing, you do need to start somewhere, okay? So maybe this episode will be for you know, some of you, maybe some of you, you might have to take this um, information and apply it to yourself in a unique way. (laughs) Haha, be different. Okay. Like I want you to think about, especially if you've been business in business for a little while and you've learned the basics. Okay. If you've learned the basics, then it's time for you to start adapting and you, you're going to have to recognize that you're going to have to stand out a little bit. You're going to have to be different. Um, in order to get to your next level and win, you have to be different than the people that are around you. I'll give you um, a specific example, okay? So within our team, um, we so I actually had a TikTok account. Um, I started it, uh, well... I guess it was like the early, early 2020, maybe like I was completely against TikTok and then I started it and I did it because I saw that I was supposed to and I did it, but I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Anyway, um, over time I've decided I was just going to start over. We were going to start fresh. I was going to, I had learned this new system where, um, and this is just a fire tip for you guys. If you are trying to build yourself on social media is to pick a niche and stick with it. Okay, pick a niche and stick with it. Go hard on it. If you're in TikTok and um, you've noticed that you're not getting a following or you're not growing or you're not getting views, it's probably because your content is very scattered and people don't really know who you are. Um, And it all kind of just stems back to like the way the algorithm pushes you out, especially in the very beginning. Anyway, um, in my particular case, I said, you know what, I'm going to start over. I'm going to start fresh. And so uh, my accountability partner and I, we got together and we made a pact that we were going to start a brand new TikTok and we were going to go hard on one topic, okay? 
Go hard on one topic. That meant that every single piece of content that we put out there was going to push value. We weren't going to sell our, sell our products. We weren't going to share the business opportunity. We were only going to push value based around our niche, okay? And, you know, for me, that was lazy keto, but for some people that might not necessarily be that. It could be, you know, you're a mom, all right? And so you've got value to share on how you um, you make it through life with twins or something like that. Like literally anything. Even think about like I, I, there's so much on teacher TikTok. Like I'm on teacher TikTok too, clearly because I was a teacher. Like tons and tons of stuff out there about um, being a teacher, Anyway, we knew that in order to provide value, there's three different things that you need to do. You have to be entertaining. So being funny, that's a form of entertainment. Also giving value in the fact that you are teaching something. So sharing something that you're good at, something that you know people can walk away and go, ooh, I'm going to try that or whatever. And then the last thing is inspiring, making people feel good about it. Maybe even sharing your story just a little bit as it relates to, um, to that niche. Okay, So we went hard on that. And it was, it was great. It was successful. It was working. And one of the things that we started to notice after we started teaching this, because we practiced it for a little while, as you should, okay, you should give things a little bit of time because clearly they're not going to take off right away, right? We gave it about a month and we saw progress. And so we were like, okay, we're going to teach this to the team. And so we shared our strategy with the team. They picked it up. They ran with it. And what we started to notice is that everybody was sort of duplicating. We were all doing very similar things, okay? Still a very effective strategy. But what we started to notice is that after a while... Um, our audience was, it wasn't necessarily diminishing, but it wasn't growing, if that makes sense. So um, basically, we were, uh, we were gaining a huge audience. Our following was growing. We were standing out because we were being different. We were doing something a little bit different than what other people were doing. And then what we noticed is as, that, as the people around us started to do the same thing, our audience started to like, I mean, the, the growth of our audience started to, to diminish. And I say that because and as we were thinking about and reflecting, you know, everybody was sort of doing the same thing, right? No one was really standing out. You know, the way the TikTok algorithm works is that, uh, you know, if people are watching your videos, it kind of puts together videos that have the same sounds or similar sounds. It puts together videos um, that have similar hashtags. And that's the content that's pushed out together because if I'm scrolling through TikTok, I appeal to a certain type of content, right? Like I look for specific content. And so what was happening is our TikToks were being pushed out to an audience and they were seeing the same stuff over and over and over. I hope this is making sense to you. And so we learned that there needed to be a pivot. And I will tell you, it's the same thing in your business. It's the same thing in your personal life. If you don't stand out, if you act like everybody else and you follow the exact same thing that everyone else is doing, guess what? You're going to be like everybody else. You're not going to stand out. And I've been, we've been working with our team and trying to teach them. And I encourage you to think about how you can become a little more innovative, okay? I remember when I was in the classroom, that was a huge skill that we were pushing towards within, with our students is becoming innovators, what does it mean to be innovators? Okay. Well, first of all, it means practicing the, the action of thinking about what you're doing, 
but also doing it in a different way. So reflecting on what you've done in the past and go, ooh, this was good, or ooh, this wasn't so good, or how can I tweak this to make it better, or if this wasn't so good, should I continue doing it? That's what it means to be innovative. I think about, you know, Wilbur and Orville Wright, who created, uh, who invented the airplane, okay? If you don't know who they are. Um, they were these these brothers from, um, I believe it was North Carolina, and they had a dream of creating this um, this form of transportation because before then, it was either you rode um, by a wagon or with horse, or you could drive a car or a train. And they thought, you know what, we're going to... We're going to push the limits a little bit. And they wanted to create this, This, I mean, it was unheard of, right? Like something that you would just never fathom could possibly be. Even still to this day, I, I can't even understand how a giant piece of steel can fly through the air. Even though when I was like 12, I couldn't even build a bridge across this stinky little stream in our backyard, like with a piece of wood. Like I, I, it just blows my mind. But they were innovative. They figured it out. And it wasn't. It wasn't a success right off the bat. They had to keep trying at it over and over and over again. But I will tell you, they weren't sitting there waiting for someone else to tell them what to do to figure it out. They weren't. And unfortunately, a lot of us, sometimes we will either be in our business or we'll be working through a problem. And the easiest thing would be for someone to come and say, here, do it this way, right? And like to save us, that would feel so good because then you knew you were getting sound advice. I'm not saying you don't want to get sound advice from people. Obviously, if it's working for some, then you want to, you want to apply that practicality, right? But how could we not just be innovative and just think, you know, like instead of being told what to think, I'm going to start analyzing and thinking about my thinking. Um, we call that metacognition. I'm going to give y'all a fancy teacher word, okay? Metacognition is thinking about thinking, Okay? Don't be a robot. Don't just do. Think about what you're doing and how you can continually make it better. That's also a big part of entrepreneurship. If you're not consistently looking for ways to grow or get better, guess what? You're going to get left behind because this world, our culture, the way things are moving, marketing, um, sales, everything, everything is moving at rapid speed. Um, even in the classroom when I was teaching, you know, the, the way that we taught when I first started teaching until the, the day I left the classroom, it had changed dramatically. You would have never told me that we would have been teaching over a camera, right? Like that's insanity to me. Whenever I think about in the beginning of the, um, of, of my career, um, it's really the difference. And I love this quote. I read it in the book winning and he says, it's the difference between lighting your own fire and waiting for someone to light it for you. Like, whoo, whoo, if that isn't powerful, it gives me chills. When I read it, I was like, holy moly, that is so good, right? You have to have a level of curiosity in understanding that what someone else is doing, it might work for them, but it may not fully be me. Again, going back to duplicatable, right? So if I see something that someone else is doing that's working, could I not take a look and just like study what they're doing? Could I learn what they're doing, but then um, uh, figure out a way to make it fit into my lifestyle, right? Make it fit into the way that I do things. If it doesn't align with me, I shouldn't do it, right? 
But we have to be willing to go, you know what, even if someone else isn't um, coming up with a great idea for this new program that we're rolling out, or maybe you see, um, we have team chats, right? Like, so we all collaborate, we share ideas and things. But if you notice like, hey, there's this event that's coming up, but nobody really has done anything to promote it. Why can't you be the one to step up and come up with the idea instead of waiting on someone else, right? Like sometimes you stepping into your own power. Um, I remember even, and that's the beautiful thing about MLM. I saw this, um, I think at, uh, at our event this past weekend, the beautiful thing about network marketing and MLM is that, you know, yes, we have levels, right? We got tiers in our businesses. We've got people who are at a different rank or whatever, but there was something that was spoken to me that I thought, wow, like that really spoke to me. I I didn't, I never thought about it that way. Right. So even in the normal business world, you have like the um, the exec, right, like the person who's on top, maybe the president of the company or the manager of the business. Right. And then below that, you have your like your VP. okay, or your, you know, shift supervisors. If I remember back to my like CVS days, whenever I worked there in high school. You have your shift supervisors, and then below that you have your team leads, and then below that you have, it goes down, it trickles, right? And that's like with every single business, and you know, unfortunately, MLM gets a lot of hate because they say, oh, you know, like people are making money off other people. Y'all, legit, it's the same thing in every business. I don't care what marketing strategy, whatever business, you, it's, it's going to be the same. There's a difference, though. With MLM versus other businesses or traditional um, traditional businesses is the fact that someone who comes into the business, let's say I recruit someone, right? And they are like ignorance on fire. Maybe they have a background in marketing or maybe they have like this, their why might even be greater than mine. They have this bigger desire than me. Guess what? There is nothing on paper that can say that that person's passion can or cannot outshine mine, Right? Now, I'm going to say that one more time because I don't know that it resonated with you. Every single person comes in the, the same place, right? In business. It's up to us. It's up to our passion. It's up to us to spark the curiosity. It's up to us to build the engagement. It's up to us to figure out what works best for us. No one else is going to do it for us. And guess what? If you're better than your sponsor, guess what? You're better than your sponsor. There's nothing wrong with you stepping up, even if it makes people feel uncomfortable. Because let me be honest with you. Sometimes when you shine your light, some people aren't going to like it. But, you know, like just like I heard this morning on a video or a reel or something that I heard, you know, there is the people that are doing worse than you are going to be most often the ones that throw shade, Right. People who are out winning, people who are out seeking better, people who are out focused on like, I'm not worried about everybody else that's around me. They're not going to be the ones. They're going to be throwing shade at you. So you know what? I would rather face the people in my life who have something negative to say and just know that like, they're just jealous, right? They're just hating on me because they know that I'm pushing um, myself to, um, to the next level. You know, like, are you, are you learning enough? Okay. Like uh, it really comes into the play. Like when we think about being innovative, being, think, um, thinking about thinking outside of the box. Okay. Um, for lack of a better word, we have to always be learning. We always have to be plugging into other resources outside of maybe our own team. We have to be looking for opportunities to grow our minds. We got to be looking for ways that we can problem solve so that we're not always doing the same thing over and over. Um, I'll ask you this. Like when was the last time you tried something new? 
I think about how, you know, I was doing my TikTok, like I said earlier, um, a few minutes ago, when I was doing my first TikTok, I was doing it. I was consistent with it. Problem was, I was using the wrong strategy. And it didn't, it took a moment for me to realize that I needed to try something else to just see, you know, like, have you ever heard the expression, like throw a spaghetti against the wall and see if it'll stick, right? Just throw it against the wall. See what happens. If it doesn't work, give it time, right? First, right? Give it time. If it doesn't work, then you could try something else. But you don't want to continue doing the same old thing because you don't want for people to pass you, right? Um, let's see. I want to I want to say a couple other things to you guys before I wrap up um, about this. But y'all, isn't this so good? Like, oh my gosh, I had so much fire coming in um, into into me as I was reading this. Um, something else that was a question. There was a couple of questions um, that I'm going to read out to you and see if it speaks to you. The first one is: Are you staying with it long enough to fully absorb what you're learning? Or are you jumping ahead to the next hot thing? Now, unfortunately, some of us in business, we will only try. So like talking about like throwing something against the wall to see if it'll fit, um, stick. Some of us in business, we want to be different, right? Like we want to. We don't have any problem trying it. But what, we've, what we're actually doing is we're throwing something against the wall, but we're pulling it off before it even giving it time to see if it sticks, We're pulling it off. We're not even giving it time to see if it works. We're like, oh, I've been doing that for four days and I haven't got a bit of traction or like whatever, right? Are you sticking with it long enough? You know, Um, first of all, I know, especially if you have bad habits, how hard it is to break a bad habit, okay? Um, The same thing goes for like, uh, if you're gonna try something new in order to build a habit. From what I understand, it takes like 21 days to build a habit of you doing it routinely every single single day, 21 days. If If you're quitting on yourself before you even see a result, then you're not really giving yourself the full potential that there possibly could be in whatever it is that you're doing. Another thing is, are you putting action behind all of that advice? So that you can find out for yourself. So let's say you are doing some research and you decide, you know, I'm going to try this, but you don't ever take the action. Are you going to be any different? No. So what, what he says for us to do is that if you're getting all this advice, you're getting all this knowledge, um, but it's always someone else's knowledge, you have to figure out a way to adapt it. How can you see how what they're doing works for you? Okay, like when I said that people started doing the same thing that we were doing and I told you that our um, our audience, you know, the, the growth started to slow down. That was an opportunity for me to stop back and go reflect and say, you know what, now that we're all doing the same thing, how can I get this? How can I make this better? Right. How can I make this better? And what I learned was that now that I have grown and I've gone hard on my niche, now is the opportunity for me to really start playing with who I am as a person, how I stand out, how my specific traits and qualities, how they fit that niche, but in a different way, right? What do I have specifically to bring to the table that aligns with my brand that isn't like every single other person that is around me, right? So good. Winning demands that you look past the right way, okay? it's, It's not about just doing it for the sake of doing it or doing it because you see that it's working for someone else. It's always becoming innovative. He says in the book that it's no coincidence that the greats figure out what works for them regardless of what other people do. 
Are you going to be someone who is willing to push past comfort zones? Are you going to be willing to be the one to look for opportunities to just be a little bit better in this area? Are you going to be the one that's going to stand out even in your team as far as your contribution level? Or how you're thinking outside of the box. Are you going to be the one who's going to go, you know what? I, I, was, I was willing to be a little bit different. I was daring to be um, a little bit set apart from the people that are around me. And guess what? It paid off. Now, the coolest thing, the coolest thing about whenever you, you kind of, you hit that momentum, right? When you figure out something that applies in your life. When you become a little bit different, we like to use the term trendsetter, right? Or like, this is trending right now. Like, everybody's doing it. Okay. The cool thing about you being daring to be different is that when you show success in what you're doing, you can duplicate that. You can teach it to someone else. And not only that, one of my favorite things is the fact that you can inspire someone else to be willing to step out and do something different. Y'all, that's an incredible feeling to not always be going um, with the, the, the routine or the mold of what everybody else is doing, but that you're willing to be someone that someone else didn't try to be, that you're willing to step out. You're willing to be um, extra. You're willing to be just a little bit more over the top, um, obsessed, if you will, about what you're doing. Because like I said earlier, the people that are not winning in life, the people that aren't trying Those are going to be the ones that are going to have something negative to say, but it's the ones that really want to be better that they're going to be inspired by your action. And you know what that means? It means that they're going to be inspired to the fact that they're going to want to do it themselves. So teach what you've learned, show others the way. How are you daring to be different? How did you show up? Even what was your thinking like whenever you did decide to do it? What were your aha moments when you recognized that, man, if I just did it this way instead, it worked a little bit better in my favor or it served me in a better way or it brought more joy to my business or the way that I'm doing things. Anyway, I hope that you guys have gotten some value from this. I pray that you will dare to be different in what you do um, and that you won't shy away from that because you are your superpower. God gave you a gift that's unique to you. He didn't give it to someone else. It was yours. He didn't give you a glimpse of the dream just because, you know, he was going to give it to Joe Schmo down the road. He gave it to you because he was allowing you to get a glimpse of something that was in your, your future And it's only up to you to capture it.